Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot. And really, a disloyal person. This is the Cuse Militia. Now, now, those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Wednesday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe at Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there, join the militia. Oh, yes. Some things sound funny through the microphones. Do I sound funny? No. Okay. All right. Well, Syracuse pulls out a win against NC State despite being out-rebounded by eight at home. They improve their quad two record to two and three and keep their dancing hopes alive. So, um, got five left to go. You'll hear from us. We'll hear from you in this one. And the Orange will host the Blue Devils this Saturday at six o'clock. We'll let you know what we think about that as the season winds down. We're here. We're on time. And things are back on track, seemingly. So, And we have the ACC tournament. So, oh, yeah. The, you know, in, look, Syracuse is not bad in the ACC right now. Not bad at all. So, right there. Yes, They're right there. All right. So. Joe, well, let's just get after it, dude. Let's get yeah. after it. Let's hear what Coach had to say following the win. Great game. Great game. I thought we were getting a little bit tired at the end, but uh, down the stretch, this is the f- first one of these games. We've had three here against, two here against really good teams, and we just couldn't make a play right at the end. And uh, today we made the plays at the end. Uh, that you have to make to win, made our free throws. Um, Judah made a couple great drives and made his free throws. At the end, the last play, we played really good defense. They didn't get anything to look at. And, uh, you know, we wanted to really move out on their three-point shooters, make it hard for them. We knew we'd give them some stuff inside. Clark really hurt us. He hasn't been playing. He's back. He's a really good offensive player. He really hurt us um, down there in the low, low spot and stepping out. But when they took the lead, we made a couple big plays. Every time they took the lead at the end, we made a big play. We weren't able to do that earlier. Um, obviously, if Jesse makes a three, we should figure out a way to win. But... Every time we got a five or seven point lead, we'd make a mistake. We didn't make a layup, um, didn't convert an easy play, and they scored at the other end. 
Smith is a tremendous shooter. We did an unbelievable job on him for a long time. But, you know, when you bank him in from the deep corner, that's not easy to do. But we just, uh, we just stayed the course. Um, I thought, you know, Chris, I thought was good tonight. Joe was really good. Uh, Judah, you know, for us to win, we have to have everybody. I thought there were some rebounding situations that, you know, we just didn't get the ball at the end there. I thought there was some situations where we should have been able to secure the rebound. We didn't get it and they scored. That hurt. But at the end, we made a couple plays right at the end and uh, that was the difference in the game. Jeff, what did you think of the way Jesse matched up with DJ Burns, their big man, as the game progressed? Well, it really ended up being a matchup one-on-one because they we, we left him alone in there against Burns and Burns is tough. He makes that little push shot. He's really good. I've watched him all year. I mean, he's a good passer. He's got that little shot in there um, in the mid-post area. Um, and then, you know, he's going to have trouble guarding Jesse. Jesse didn't finish well for a lot of the game. He struggled. And at the end there, he got finished a couple. But he still gets bumped off balance a little bit. He's getting better at it and, you know, making progress there. Um, I thought Joe got hit a couple times today, um, but, you know, they didn't call it. But, you know, we're, we should get to the line more the way we're playing, the way teams are playing against us. Jeff, how can a win like this help ignite this team as you look to make this, this late season? Well, we're playing as well. We've won three games in a row, so we've been ignited already. So we just got to keep playing and get ready for the next game. Coach, going into this next game against Duke, is there any different feeling without Coach K on the opposing sideline? No, it's, I worry about their players. I don't worry about Coach K. He hasn't scored in a long time. <laughs> they got really good players, and that's what we'll be looking at. Coach, Chris played all but six minutes today. What's he done during that play time? You know, he's getting more aggressive. He's, he's the best shooter in that position, I think. And, uh, you know, I think he's always going to make a shot. He doesn't always do it, but I think he's going to. I think he's getting more comfortable. What can I say? All right. There it is, <laughs> folks. Profound, profound answer there at the end. What else can you say? Why well, choose on the ice? And that's coach. And that's why that's why I love him. Some of y'all hate as if, him. Some as if to him. say, that's why I've been starting him. Yeah, like, hello. Uh, so, anyway, let's start at the top. Look, the, 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 a couple things, okay? Uh, at the end of this game, first thing is making the free throws. And they were tremendous uh, from the line, making 94%. So, uh, I would say that that's pretty damn good. And... You know, 16 for 17 is, is going to – yeah, that is why they won because you're not going to win that game losing that battle in the rebounding battle. Um, getting out-rebounded by eight and, and being able to do that was the difference. Also, the defense in the first half I thought was really good. And we went up into the half up by what, four, five or something like that? No, and, NC State wasn't hitting shots either. They were not hitting shots, but – it, we weren't great either, <laughs> but um, to be able to to 
claw back in too. And, um, you know, when things look like they've been going to get ugly this year, just in general, there's been a few games that's gotten, that have gotten away from Syracuse, but just in general, when things look like they've gotten ugly this year, Syracuse has definitely flipped a switch and been, been able to call themselves back into these games. Unlike they have in the past few years, I'd say more consistently, I should say, cause they've done no. it, but it's been more consistent. And they went in a big run there. Went up what, like seventeen ten or nineteen ten or something like that. Yes, and it was yeah. like, oh man, yeah, here we go, you know. Uh, but we end up going ahead, and um, I mean, we went into halftime up thirty five, thirty one. Yeah, and you know, Judah at the end, uh, there was there was an offensive series or sequence at the end of the at the end of the game, towards the end of the game that got me a little nervous with Judah, but he was down there trying to do things. I think he were a little bit above his head. But, you know, nonetheless, made some free throws, able to do it. And, you know, like Coach said, if Jesse's going to nail a three with two seconds left on the shot clock, you got to win that game. If you didn't think at that point, like if he think about this, if he does make that shot with that kind of effort from from those guys and they lose this game with all the stats at the free throw line. That's a that's a soul crushing loss, and it would be the third one, and it'd probably be the worst one that we've suffered so far this year at home, right? So yeah. Jesse makes that three. I'll tell you, he was phenomenal. He struggled, I think, a little yeah, bit. He could have been way better. Yeah, he some bunnies. Yes, exactly. They all well. Chris Bell missed a couple too. Yeah, and no, it, that's what I mean. Like, like what coach well, going into coach's next comment, you know. Um, there was times where we got a five to seven. Well, I don't know about well, yeah, five seven point lead, six point lead, where it looked like we had some opportunities to really break that game open, and you know we missed the shot, or we didn't get the offensive rebound, and they got an easy putback or something like that. So, I mean, there's still, I mean, the fact that we won, that's great, but uh, there's still plenty of room for improvement right there. Yeah, absolutely, and um, you know when you talk about Terquavion Smith and his ability to shoot. Four for twelve from three. Um, he had a couple. He could, he hit like two in a row, like mm-hmm. almost almost on the broadcaster request uh, to do so. But he hit a couple in a row, and it looked like he was going to get hot, but he never really did. And we talked coming into this game about how Syracuse has look. You got to have a little bit of luck. I think you always have to have a little bit of luck against a team that can shoot like the way NC State was shooting, right? Mm-hmm. Especially mm-hmm. with the three guys. So there is that. But I do feel like Syracuse did an excellent job. You saw how spread out, how far out they pushed that zone and how they were able to really, in the first half, just kind of control the outside shots, which is why, you know, Burns makes you a little nervous. That's exactly what I was nervous of. And Joe... You were right. Speaking of which, you know, you thought that there was a good possibility that with him and Jesse battling down there and having those outside shooters, that there could be a possibility of getting Burns in foul trouble. And he was. He probably got away with a couple that could have been called. And, yeah. and you know, he got – so I feel like he got some extra chances in there and still was able to foul Burns out of the game. The guy's an animal. He's got a magical little, like – yeah, like soft hook that he does. That's mm-hmm. just a you know a, a quick turn and shoot. And I mean, you can't yeah. take anything away from the guy, but man, it's one of those it's one of those players. I'm so glad that he's just transferring now. 
that he didn't leave Winthrop. <laughs> he was in Winthrop, yeah. right? That he didn't leave Winthrop years ago and decide to play for NC State, you know, and have to battle that kind of guy for the past few years. So I'll take it. And, you know, unless we meet in the ACC tournament or something, we'll have to see that again. So, yeah, well, I mean, it, it's, we did talk about that, right? And we knew that they had some three-point shooters, and then they had, you know, burns down low. And you know, when you look at it, you know, um, Marcel really didn't play as good as we or as he could have, which was huge. Yeah. Um, leading the, the league in three-point efficiency, um, he went one for nine, so that was huge. But you look at Joyner, I mean, he had 15 points with the triple-double. Um, Smith had 14, DJ Burns had 15 on seven of 10 shooting and, uh, Clark off the bench, who we talked about, um, being a little bit of a taller guard to come in and, and possibly do some damage. And, and he did, and he had 15. So, uh, coming off yeah. of an injury, hungry right. for some action. So, um, you know, we're, we're lucky that they missed some open shots and, and we did guard, you know, the, the players as far as the three point shooters pretty well. And, um, you know, I think that's really the Achilles heel here. You see NC State and you see their 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 talent, right? But again, we talked about it. DJ Burns being in foul trouble plus only only twenty four minutes. I mean, that's more than his average, but you know, he's not gonna give you the thirty plus that, you know a lot of the guys like well, Smith you... Marcel and Joyner all played thirty eight plus minutes. He just can't travel the court. Right. And that's really where he kind of is an Achilles heel because he is so efficient around the rim and he's a big body. But he led the team in turnovers with four, so he accounted for a third of the team's turnovers. And um, there is a little bit of a conditioning issue and a foul issue, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, between him and the backup center, they had nine fouls. Yeah, the backup almost fouled out in 16 minutes. So um, if they're not shooting good from the three and then their big's getting in foul trouble, then that's really that's, that's your uh, formula to beat NC State. Um, now, how you do it, that's on, that's on the coaches, but – um, it worked for us last night. And Joe Girard, look, I I, I, under, I think I understand the rule about getting hit in the face. If there's not a foul called when you go back and look, you can't call a foul unless it's a flagrant. Is that what it is? Because I thought getting hit in the face, no matter what, was a foul, even if it was indirect, right? Like, or not indirect, excuse me, but um, yeah. unintentional, okay? So, okay, well, it wasn't a flagrant one, but they went back and looked. And Joe got hit in the face. He clearly got hit in the face. You are not allowed to swing your arms up that high for that reason. So why there wasn't a foul called just because it maybe wasn't a flagrant one intentional, then I'm, I'm just that, confused by it. You think that charge was a makeup? You think that, that was charge, a charge was a, that charge was a makeup and Joe did it because it could have been a flop, but, <laughs> but <laughs> You know what I'm saying? There was yeah. there was a little bit of a of a of a of an extension of the arm there, but it wasn't. I don't think it was. It got called like that. Yeah. Of how close it was to the last call, I th- right? I think so. It was the immediate play after, right? So, mm-hmm. um, and you know, there was a couple more I thought that that were missed. And when you when you talk about that, you can make an argument for it, but at the end of the day, you know, I think with Syracuse getting to the line 17 times and, and NC state getting to the line five times, yeah. you know, we finally get no an, problems with the, I didn't the have officiate. a ton of problems with it, but I, I do think that that goes into the whistles. I think that it does. I think that it does. They don't want the, they don't want Kevin Keats breathing down their neck. I mean, he was part of the team at one point on the court. He was so far on the court. 
<laughs> so, I mean, you know, you, there was, and then there was a moment that there should have been a technical. I mean, there's, there was a couple of things that could have, would have, should have, and probably weren't maybe because of the discrepancy and the refs were aware of it. And I just, right. I just, I mean, look, we came out on the win and end of it. So I'm not going to complain, but so much think about if the roles were reversed, if we only got to line five times and they got to line 17 times and those calls were going on, it would be a, it would be a riot. Okay. Because there was some very vocal moments with the, with those, with those fans in the dome last night that were not very happy with some of the officiating going on <laughs> and it's never going to be perfect, but it can be fair. Yeah. That's all. And that's all you and I ever ask for is that it's fair, right? Well, consistent, consistent. Well, consistent is fair. So, you know, it is, but fair is also what? Well, fair is calling. Isn't too, yeah, much, that's right? true. So, Discrepancy I mean, shouldn't come into play when when you're when you got a whistle in your in your possession, right? Right. Yeah. So at the end of the day, if there's one team that's playing more aggressive than the other one, I mean, you can't, you know, just I mean, that's that's a justification for the fouls. You know what I mean? Twill. Yeah. I just we could have we could almost have this every conversation game. every game. Yeah. Yeah. And so. And we do. We shall. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? I don't care anymore. I didn't, I lack, I didn't I, mind the officiating last night. I didn't. I. They there missed there some was things. There the was a couple there things a, that. Like, you know, Joe Girard and a three-point shot. I think he probably got fouled. Yeah. I think he got fouled another time, taking it to the hoop, and then he got hit in the face. So if you want to look at some of the calls against Joe Girard, then that's fair. But otherwise, I thought it was it wasn't that bad. I would say that's a fair assessment. I think the I think Joe got the short end of the stick on a lot of things. But I mean, I was unhappy with some of it. And and we needed you know, we really needed every bit of it. They if they hit a three at the end, I mean the thing's going into overtime. Yeah. And no, I like I mean free throws and getting, you know, um some good fast easy fast break buckets. Using their aggressiveness against them getting out. Um, you know, that's what won the game, man. I mean, yeah, not to 20... say that we didn't play tough defense and everything like that, but, I mean, we missed a lot of shots that were makeable shots. We could have scored a lot more points. 21 fast break points. Yeah. And, you know, that's old, old school, school Syracuse, right Syracuse basketball. Just going to say that. It's old school Syracuse basketball. The run and gun, the, you know, some of it's a little sloppy these days, but it's the energy's there. I think the athleticism's there. Yep. And... You know, when you talk about the guys that are getting their that are getting their hands in people's pockets, Jesse Edwards had two steals last night. So, you know, yeah. I mean, hey, so, I mean, just a few a few plays that come. Joe Girard in, on the inbounds a couple of times. Yeah, I mean, Malik tremendous. Brown runs the court very well. You know, yeah, he got absolutely. a dunk off a great pass on transition, but from Judah, he got a an alley oop from Judah. Um, the, the one play, I don't know if it was a rebound or a steal, but Joe Girard got it. I think he one dribbled up to Judah. Judah caught it, didn't even dribble, passed it up to Chris Bell for a dunk. Like, I mean, it went from it went three quarter court with I think one dribble, and we got a dunk off of it. Like that's how you play transition basketball, and like you said, old school Syracuse basketball off of long rebounds and steals and stuff. Um, those guards got to be out there, and those wings got to be out there to make those plays, and, and they are. And it's great to see. You know, and they 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 made a little switch in the beginning of the game when things were a little dull, and and coach goes ahead and he he puts he puts Benny, Justin, and Symer in, and it was clear pretty quickly 
that that was just not going to work last night. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I was a little, I was a little cringy for Saimir last night a little bit. And, and I just think that that, that was, um, inevitable that you were going to have the starters finish that game out. And that just goes to my next point. And that's, that's, um, what Malik Brown has become and what Chris Bell is starting to do. They heard coach talk about Chris and, and, and how good of a shooter he is. He only went one for five, uh, last night, but he did hit both his free throws, ended up with, uh, 11 points, but, um, only three rebounds again, but you know, you see a little the flashes of, of what he can do. And we've seen plenty of it with his shooting, but Malik Brown had kind of a quiet night for the most part, six rebounds and, and a steal. But, um, like you said, and he's, point. he's so important. Yeah. But he's so important, um, around the rim on offense too. And the way, like you said, the way that he can transition into, into offense from defense is just, I mean, it's something that's invaluable when it comes to looking at a box score, you know, yeah. kind of like the Dolajai oh. factor, you know, we used yeah. to look at Dolajai's box score and be like, it's unimpressive unless you watch the game and saw all of the things that he actually did. Well, yeah. And, and like I said, you can see it. He's like a sponge. You can see how he changes like and adjusts and listens to the coaches on like the defensive end and the way that he runs. I mean, I don't ever see him tired. Like, I never see him, like, both hands on his knees, hunched over. Like, he seems like he's in great shape. Seems like he's in a lot of good places in the right times. And, yeah, I mean, he does all that little stuff, dude. All that little stuff. Running the court and everything. And, you know, first time, I think, all season that all five starters scored double figures. But, um, you know, that's efficiency. I mean, it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't pop off of, of, of you know, the box score. But, right. 10.6 rebounds to steal in five or six shooting. So he's not, you know, shooting bad shots. Right. And then how many times did you see him? And maybe it didn't work this game, but there was probably about three times where he popped the ball out of someone's hand playing defense. And yeah, the guy got it back, but disruptive, disruptive, slowed things down. He's, he's always he's got there. the reach. I mean, he's got the reach. He's got the athleticism. And, you know, he's a guy that came in and is playing where he's playing because he earned his spot. And you can tell that, you know, like you said, the sponge factor, he's just he's just soaking it in because how he got there is probably because he's 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 easy to coach. Well, and that's the thing, too, is you can tell the little things that he does that like that stuff's not coachable. A lot of that stuff is effort. A lot of that stuff is. Oh, well, effort's what got his foot in the door. Right. I mean, well, right. And that's just little stuff that you practice your whole life because, you know, you had to do it to possibly stand out possibly do all these other things right so those little things that's not going away so if he gets better at all the other things and he can get a jumper and he can get more confident he can figure all the other stuff out that other stuff still isn't going to go away which creates a superstar so you know could he be a guy that just does a little stuff and he's an efficient guy like tyler roberson or something for his whole career sure and i would take it but there's always that possibility especially as a freshman where if the sky's the limit and he's got some other skills he could really, really be good in the future. Yeah, and that's just it. Yeah, having a player that you can develop like that and just stay for a few years and have a home, you know what I'm saying, and not go anywhere and get him his, you know, he's going to have guaranteed minutes, obviously, next year. And, you know, as long as none of these guys hit the portal, which, I, you know, it, it's a it's a tough, it's, a, it's playing with fire, I feel like. But 
one can hope. And there's talks of Judah, you know, checking his draft stock, obviously, and things like that. But, you know, those things, the draft stuff is one thing. The transfer portal for me is another. If you're going to stay in college, I mean, Benny's maybe a different story right now. But those out of the five that are starting, if you're going to stay in college, it would only behoove them to come back and play for Syracuse because of the level that I think they'd be capable of playing at next year. So uh, that is that. Agreed. All right. Guess what? It's time to hear from you. It's time to hear from you. The loud mouths from the loud house. All right, everybody, you know what to do at the end of every game. I ask for your thoughts on said game. You leave them. We talk about them here. Uh, let's start with the Facebook. Actually, yeah. No, you know what? Hold on. I haven't looked at these yet. I looked at a couple on Twitter. Let's let's just start with Facebook. These look pretty simple. John, awesome game. Team played great. We need to pack the dome Saturday. I haven't heard a buzz about packing the dome Saturday, but a solid, it has to, but a solid crowd last night. I was, it was better than I thought too. Just, just saying, when was the last time Syracuse beat a ranked team too, by the way, did they say, do we know? Do you know? Don't know. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. So it's the best, our best win of the season. It's a staple win and it's a quad too. So, I mean, you hang your hat on what you got at some point. Do what? Could end up being a quad one. It could end up being a quad one. It probably will end up being a quad one. It's really close. It's really close. The next few are really close. So, uh, Nate, solid win against a good opponent. That's key, right? So, we hear a lot of they, about, oh, well, did what they should have done. Well, they did more than that last night. So, that's a great point. Need some more of that sort of thing. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, we got five games left to do that sort of thing. And there's a couple opportunities, good ones, really good ones coming up. Robert, that's what I'm talking about. They're learning to finish. Gigantic win. Again, you know, wasn't so much a cardiac cuse game because we were playing ahead. And it was kind of on them. That You know, there was a good foul at the end of the game to put them at, two, what, like two and a half seconds to inbounds and get something from half court. And um, they kind of blew it. But uh, it's better to be in that position than the reverse and I just felt pretty confident about it. I was pretty calm most of the game, believe it or not. Uh, it didn't look great all the time coming down towards the end of that game, but I just felt like they had, they had to win that game. Oh, they did, but I, I was, nervous. I know. Were you? Yeah. It wasn't like your typical cardiac cues game though. Like it wasn't, a, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> right. Uh, top fan, Steve on Facebook. Finally came together, fired on all cylinders. This team has talent, just needed to blend. Not done yet. Need to get more. So we're looking at the next five games, Joe. Uh, what are your thoughts on Syracuse in the next five? Three out of the next five uh, is a must, I would think, right? I don't. It's too hard to tell, man. Is it? You it's think perfect. so? Yeah, really? I think it's too hard. There's to only tell, five man. games left. But I don't. We're not in good standings when it comes to certain stuff like that. I mean, we're still 95 in the net, 88. Oh, I know. We went up to 95 from 98, right? So yeah. So I mean, it's a situation where there's still not enough 
There's not enough good wins, man. Well, it's if you get three out of the next to, five, so. so okay, fair enough. So but it if, depends on what three, right? Okay, Duke, Clemson. We beat Duke and Clemson, I think. That, Georgia I mean, Tech. Even, even if we beat Duke this Saturday, I think that you would see a decent little jump in the net and in Ken Palm, and then you can start talking about the other games. You know? two other can't lose. Four. Can't lose to Georgia Tech. You got to assume you're gonna. You got to beat Georgia Tech in Wake Forest the last two games. You do, but I don't think a win in one of the next three is going to be enough. No, no, no. Well, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. If that's how if that's how you gauge the wins because of the half two halves. Um, I mean, I'm, a, I'm kind of on the I'm kind of on the edge of like, I mean, we almost have to go undefeated. Uh, see, I just don't foresee going undefeated and then being able to do much of anything in the tournament. You know, I just, I'm trying to be realistic and present an option that and sounds so reasonable. And and that's the thing is, is it, well, I mean, it's just, I think what it is. I mean, we don't have the resume. We don't have the strength. I mean, there was that stat where how many, I think we've won what, maybe five games against teams over 500. Like it's not, we don't have a great resume. Well, there's so, not I mean, a to ton be of teams under 500, you, is there? Is there a lot of teams under 500? And are we talking for the season or are we talking ACC? For the fight? season. Okay. Well, that, that's not a great stat. So those I mean, two wins that early, changed. those two losses early. Excuse me, they were just not, they're just not good. Well, and that's the thing is we have that, and then we have all these other games like Pittsburgh, Miami, North Carolina, Virginia that could have changed some missed. of those things, and we just didn't, you know, we didn't finish. Um, yeah, it's before this game. Our best win was Virginia Tech, and they seemingly seem to be falling apart. I mean, right now they're losing to Georgia Tech at Georgia Tech right now. Um, well, they 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 lost to Boston College. They did. they lost to Boston College as well, right? So yeah. they beat. They um, I mean, beat I guess that helps us a little bit. Because UVA though, they beat UVA. Yeah, they beat UVA and us, and then they're they seem to be back to their losing ways. So I don't know what that really looks like, but. I guess my whole thing is is that even if we win all five, I still think that just kind of even break there. I mean, I think it just puts us right at the bubble. And Boston College sucks too, by the way. So there's that. <sighs> they have their days. Um, okay. They play tough. They have their days. Fair enough. I, I, my, my, my goal is three out of the next five, see what you can do in the tournament. That's, that's my realistic expectation. Three out of the next five, see what you can do in the tournament, and see. let the chips fall where they may. I would like to win the next two, okay, and then and then see where where the talk is. See how much we jump. See how close we could we really are. You know what I mean? Oh, I thought we'd move a little bit more than three spots in the net after the NC State win. Well, yeah, me too. But you know, and that's the thing is, there's people talking about how they don't they they think that right now we're not even lined up to be in the NIT. Well, that's so, that's that's crazy talk. Gone are the days of just 20 wins and it gets you somewhere. Well, you wouldn't you know? get 20 in the, if you got three more. Oh, but in the tournament. But right. for the regular season, you wouldn't get 20. I mean, I don't think – what do we I say? Yeah, we, we have to get the 20 just to even probably be in conversation going into postseason. You got to look back on some of these things if you if we end up that way and, and think what could have been. And that's always a rubbing salt in the wound kind of thing for me. But – you know, what could have been? What could have been against UNC? Super close, too. 
What could have been against Miami? What could have been against Pitt first time around at home? Th- those types of things linger the whole year. What could have losing been against two, Bryant if we didn't against Bryant? Yeah. Yep. So I mean, who knows? Who knows where we are if that game? It's just that game is switched over. Definitely takes away one of those bad quad three losses. Oh yeah, seventeen and nine. But I'd like to see what our net ranking is, and like you know what I mean, like that kind of stuff. I, I would like to see how bad that that game actually hurt us. Yeah, we'll never know. Well, uh, Joe P on Facebook. Nice to see them overcome a terrible offensive first half from Jesse and a poor game from the three other than Jesse. Great win. Hope they keep the momentum rolling. It, Jesse, just like we talked about earlier, I mean, he just missed some easy stuff that he normally makes. And I think it just took him a minute to get adjusted to the size of Burns. And he should have had 28. He could have had 28. Yeah. And, that was the thing. you know, we won. That wasn't even our best game. That's, I mean, you can make an argument for that. Mm, can you? We missed some easy shots. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, if, you know, the saying, you know it. <laughs> you know what? I'm not even going to say it. I know. It was all last year missing the bunnies. Remember, remember that? That's all we talked about. I feel like you remember Benny, mm-hmm. the bunny misser. If I remember correctly, that's what you dubbed him. Um, top fan Dave on Facebook finally closed against a ranked team. Much needed, much deserved. Go orange. Yeah, man. Look. Um, it we deserved it because we won. Uh, you know, it's, that's just how that goes. But much needed, absolutely. Still a quad two. Could end up a quad one. I think NC State is, is they're what, 23rd? They'll probably fall out of the top 25, but there's a good possibility they could work their way back in. I mean, yeah. you know. They play North Carolina. I was going to say, they've so. got to, yeah, they, well, they can't lose that game. That's that's for damn sure. Um, For their sake. Because I just don't know if. North Carolina is a, a legit like anything to be that's going to move you back into the rankings, I guess I should say. Is that fair? North Carolina is still a team in the tournament. Yeah, I know, but does that does that going to get you back in the top 25? No, I don't know. I don't think so. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, but they do have Clemson and Duke, too, to close out the year. So, you know, you in Wake Forest, right? So they could – possibly win all four of those games and if they do if they do that's a quad one win by the end of the by the end of that right yep um all right let's talk our buddy nadal all right calling out sean for giving up on his team and picking against us we got Mm. this baby yeah well you know what what did i say though nadal i did say that you know sometimes these things work like here's the thing i'll never bet on syracuse i'll bet against syracuse and if they win and I lose money, then whatever. And if they lose and I win money, then whatever. That's a how can you you know, how can you go wrong? Sometimes you just gotta go with the gut. I love to do the homer picks all the time, but if I'm feeling it, I'm feeling it. I can't go I can't, you know. You know what I'm saying, Joe? Joe was good. Joe Joe did good with his pick. And I was impressed. Thanks. I was impressed because of what he said about Burns and Jesse and what I was worried about. What I was worried about did happen, but it happened in the beginning. Jesse overcame it, and inevitably, it was a situation where Jesse got the better of Burns, man. Let's just let's just be honest. You know, Burns has had to lay his head on a pillow last night going, 
damn, Jesse Edwards got the best of me, man. And look at the size of me. And he, he got the best better. of me. Yeah. Joe had 72-70 win. And I had 77-76 loss. So, man, we're right there with the numbers, though. Really good. Yeah. Really good. Um, okay. Let's switch over to the Twitter and um, do a couple of these real quick. At Oil Cuse. You know what? I'm giving this guy the cheers. I'm giving this guy the cheers. If I'd have thought about it, Cap, I would have I would have broke out the Blantons and done that tonight. But I'm going to tell you what. I'm saving it. I'm saving it for Duke, and we'll go from there. Worst case scenario, if we don't get something monumental through the rest of the season or in the tournament, I will I will take the Blantons down in the last the last basketball episode of the year and just, you know, drown myself in tears and Blantons. That's the plan. So anyways, hell yes. F N I T state. <laughs> we have much more talented than mints was getting pushed all night, especially in the first half needed some more fouls called. We're going to crush Duke LFO. What's LFO. Do you know? No. I don't either. Cap always Cap always getting me with something in his comments. But yes, look. I think the way Judah plays, he gets fouled way more than what is called. Just by his the, his natural play. It's not even close. Great. You know what I'm saying? Um, let's see. At Michelle A. Malou. I loved it. See what I I loved it. See what I did there on Valentine's Day. Yeah, it's very clever. Very clever. We all loved it. Um, yes. Correct. Correct. Let's see. There's no there's no meat here, guys. On Twitter, you the Twitter usually saves me, saves me. In, yeah. In, there's more meat than Facebook. Yeah. yeah right. Uh, at Jay Bullman, we should have five more wins, and it kills me. Uh. Those are my constant thoughts, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, and if if it's going to be a, a season where we don't end up um, making the tournament, I think, like I said, I think we can all look back on that, and you know, that's kind of yeah. you know, you well, can sit there and dwell on it. But here's the thing, you know, Syracuse finished sub five hundred last year, and um, it's not going to happen this year. No. So there's that, right? And that is an improvement. I think we've got a team, if it stays for the future, and even if it's only one more year. But with that said, uh, eyes, Dude, on the I'm prize. Not, eyes on the prize. But I'm not giving up. I'm, I'm not, not giving up either. I'm not even giving up either, bro. But you're is talking this team going, is way better than you're, you're talking about. You're talking about way going eight and zero to finish. Huh? Yeah, they're way better than their record. I I would think that anybody watching the game realizes that. But you're talking about going eight no to finish the year, going into the ACC tournament. That's a tough order. It's a tough, tough. Yeah, but that's game. also a message. Yeah, it is a message. Then you go in the ACC tournament, and what do you do? You lose your first game because you're pooped. Um, Adam Adam Eldridge too. Great game. Fun facts. One, Edwards is shooting 100% from three in his college career. I love this. Uh, Syracuse has won every single game against ranked teams in which Jesse has made a three-point bucket. 
This is the first game in Jesse's career where he made a three-point shot but did not foul out. All of those things are true. This is all true, Adam. Yeah. Thank you for that. I just saw this tweet. I did not troll it earlier. That's excellent. It shall be retweeted. Wish I would have saw it last night. I try to keep my powder dry after the game. You know what I'm saying? And that yeah, well, and that's another thing too. Like last night, I think is a little bit of an anomaly based upon like the minutes played for subs and stuff like that. I think that is like we didn't play the best efficiency game, but as far as like minutes wise and stuff like that, I think that was one thing I noticed. It was like we never played a lot a lot longer past like the TV timeouts and there was timely timeouts because there was runs, right? And then we managed our follows. Like no one was in foul trouble. You're not going to see the starters get minutes like that if that doesn't happen perfectly. And, of course, that's best case scenario, right? If you get those five out there and you manage your fouls and all of these timely timeouts make it to where you're not tired, right. best case where scenario, right? Breaks. And yeah. that last night was – that's why you saw the minute discrepancy. That's not going to be every game. But um, those are the best five. And, you know, we could have shot better. And that could have been – we could have taken that. We could have taken that game over, and we didn't. And I think that was what Jim Beheim was trying to say in his press conference. But that's going to be best case scenario when you're talking about starter minutes and how much they played and stuff, because that game just played out perfectly for rest. Yeah, um, I'm going to do two more, two more, and then we're going to move on to Duke. At James, two s'mores, two s'mores. At James Curtin, Keats and Burns were screaming about the restricted line on the fifth foul charge, and it's insane to me that a college head head coach and a player would have no idea what the rules are. I am baffled by that. Well, I got to be honest with you. I was a little nervous about that because I wasn't, I didn't realize a primary defender could be inside three, that, that arch. I didn't. That's why we've gotten charges called on us in there this year. Okay. You've noticed well, that. that makes sense. I mean, look, I'm not, Jesse I'm was not, in the restricted area. That's what I'm saying. Remember, remember when there was a charge called on Jesse? I don't know. I forget what game it was, but he fouled out. Was it Virginia? Because he was, he, he he charged someone that was in the primary defender no, in the restricted no, 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 area. No no, 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 no. Well, no, they called a block on Jesse, but he was in the the restricted area. I don't know. Doesn't make any sense. It's just weird to me. How I always get nervous when they're not when, when they're, they're not outside when, of the when circle. they're not outside of it. I get nervous too. And when you slow it, when you watch it and watch that play in real time. It looks like a charge all day. I mean, Burns lowered into him. Yeah. And, um, you know, if you lead with the shoulder, it should be a charge regardless. And, but when you slow it down, Jesse was looked like he was shuffling over. But everything happens so damn fast. So bang, bang. But, yeah, I mean, there was a couple times when Ke- – well, Keats – coaches are going to scream at that. And, and it's not about knowing the rules. It's about getting in the ref's head. It's about watching a game start to slip away – and the, you're, you're, the player that was making a big difference all night when he was on the floor is about to take a walk to the bench. And that's what that is. It's pure emotion, right? So, yeah. I mean, I do, get, I do get it, but I think he did worse when he was before all that, when he was halfway out on the floor almost as a defender and um, screaming at refs and stuff. So, I mean, look, whatever. I don't – some of that stuff is, is – you know, referees are human. 
and there's a human they, error. They, they, yeah, they have human error and they have human biases, right? So there's that. Uh, this though, uh, at Paul Camarola, Camola, Carmola. You got that? <laughs> got it. Ready? At Paul Carmola. Okay. Paul, great guy. He said that handshake. So, yeah, Gee. Joe, you're the lip reader. What was going? What was going on there? Because I was on social media, but I was kept looking up. But, but there was a lot of smiling from Coach Beheim at the end of that game when he was when he was in the handshake line with Kevin Keats. What was that all about? <sighs> um, honestly, I did not go back. Oh my gosh, you suck. The one thing I said, one thing I was like, oh my gosh, I wonder what they're saying. And then the broadcaster said it, and I'm like, Joe's watching. Joe, Joe's the bad lip reading guy. He'll he'll know what they said, and he'll tell um, me, which is why I didn't rewind it and go back and check it. So, from what I gathered from it, and this is just you know an outsider view, um, it really wasn't talked about. But to me, I think that Keats probably said something smart about the call. In the Burns call and all that crap like that, and Bayheim probably didn't take too kindly of that, and probably brought up a couple calls that oh, you... he didn't get. And what? At the end of it, they both walked away laughing. So I don't know how tense of a moment it was, um, but it looked pretty serious in the beginning. Um, but I think a lot of it was more or less like you said. It was the emotion. It was the calls at the end of the game and what probably the coaches thought were calls that probably determine the game. Well, fair enough. But, um, I'll tell you what, I'll go back. <laughs> You're going to come back with that. I'll come back. Okay. Um, all right. Well, it's tough. Cause I didn't see Keats. True. But, but true. But Beheim was clear as day. If I was to rewind it, maybe even I could have done some work with that. But I figured you did. So sorry, bud. Anyways, the win is in the books, and we move on to Duke right now. Alright, the all-time series between Syracuse and Duke sits at six and fourteen in favor of Duke. Currently, uh, the Blue Devils are on a seven-game win streak against the Orange. You have to go all the way back to January 14th, 2019. This is pre-COVID stuff. When Syracuse came into uh, Cameron Indoor unranked to face number one Duke and won in overtime 95 to 91, it would be the first and only time Duke would ever lose to an unranked team at home while they're ranked first. So, Syracuse, baby. It's a great, I love that they hold at least that in this series. That's something, right? Yeah. Uh, we, there's a couple other epic wins. But they hold that. Tyus Battle that night led Syracuse with 32 points. Last year, Syracuse ended up playing Duke three times, the last of which lost in the ACC tournament. We all remember Buddy wasn't there. Score was 79-88 or 88-79. Valiant so, effort by Jimmy. Valiant effort by Jimmy. Uh, he had 28 points. Gerard with 23 points. Gerard, Samir, Sadibi, Jimmy, and Swider, your starters. As you remember, uh, Jesse was, uh, he was injured, right? And that was the that was the, the yep. wrist and all that. So, uh, but that starting five to do what they did in that game, pretty valiant effort, I would say. So yep. the Blue Devils are currently eighteen and eight, nine and six in the conference. Duke, Wake, and Syracuse 
are all still tied for sixth place in the ACC standings. Duke, they're coming off a win last night against Notre Dame, giving them a little bit of fits, 68 Barely. to 64. Uh, this after losing the last two games, Duke, that is, to Virginia in overtime and Miami. Freshman center Kyle Filipowski leads the team in points with 15 rebounds with nine and steals with just over one per game. And, you know, this is a, a young, a very young, but athletic team. They're averaging just over 71 points a game. They're hitting 43.7% of their shots from the field. And from three, they're 32.4. And from the line, they're 76.6 as a team. So, you know, obviously Duke is going to be solid. If you want to say they're having a down year, I guess you could. But they're still ranked 33rd in the net right now. Obviously a tournament team. And even with them ranked 33rd this game at home is still a quad two so quad two game for Syracuse in the dome before they hit the road for a couple and you know obviously we're looking at the similar situation to NC State Joe where you win this game as a quad two and through the rest of the year you hope that it ends up as a quad one they're right there so quad two starts at 31st in the net. So they're 33rd. They could easily crunch into uh crunch into the to the quad one um bracket. So tell us more, Joe. There's a lot of freshmen on this team and a lot of really good freshmen. Of of course, you know, there's a couple familiar names, mainly one familiar name. Um what's his noggin? Filipowski. Well, Filipowski, yeah, but he's, oh, he's a Roach. freshman. Yeah, Roach. Yeah. So, yeah, lately they have been um, starting four freshmen and then Jeremy Roach, the junior guard, uh, 6'2 junior guard. Um, alongside the other uh, – the freshman guard, 6'5", uh, Tyrese Proctor, and Mark Mitchell, 6'8", freshman forward. Um, with Filipowski as a seven foot freshman and Derek Lively as a seven foot one freshman. So that's what they've been starting the past, you know, couple games. Um, and that's a really big team. It's a big seven team. one, seven foot, six eight, with a six five and a six two. So um, tall task. They uh, they're currently ranked like I I don't know if you brought it up or not, but forty one in the Kempom and uh, 72 offensive efficiency, but 31 defensive efficiency. So defensively, they are well, pretty long. good. They're long and they're athletic. Yeah. And I, I mean, they're too. And, and I think that they've always kind of gone off of their defense. I mean, usually they get talented enough players to where they're good enough both ends. Um, but, you know, when you really when you look at their schedule, um, this is a team that has not really lost bad games. You're talking Kansas, Purdue, Wake Forest. NC at NC State, Virginia Tech. It's it's at at Wake Forest, at NC State, at Clemson, at Virginia Tech, at Miami, and at Virginia. So um, I don't know if you <clears throat> caught my trend there. It's all but on the road, all on the road. So, so is this a deal breaker or what? Deal. I don't know if it's a deal breaker. Um, you know they they're a tough team because they do rely a lot on Filipowski. They just got. Um, kind of screwed against Virginia they probably should have you know, went to the line and, and had a chance to win that game instead of going into overtime and losing and um you know beating Notre Dame by four at home you know there's something going on there and obviously you got a new coach in John Shire 
first year with Coach K out and you're starting four freshmen. They did have the number one recruiting class, mind you, with uh, seven incoming freshmen coming in. Um, but they're still trying to figure it out. But all the while figuring it out, they're still winning the games they're supposed to win, which is why they're in the position that they're in. Um, coming off the bench, they have uh, six, seven freshmen forward, uh, Derek Whitehead. And then they also they have a 6'10 uh, transfer senior center, Ryan Young from Northwestern, and a 6'6 senior guard, um, Jacob Grandison, that transferred from Illinois uh, as well. So, um, realistically, that's what you're looking at. I mean, a majority of the people that play, you got five freshmen, and you got Jeremy Roach, and then you got two senior transfers that came in from Big Ten schools. Um, and they're trying to figure it out, just like we are, going against schools that have all these other transfers uh, that are a little bit older and m- more experienced. And I think that we've seen this with Florida State, with us, with with Duke. And uh, this is a very winnable game. Um, obviously, the only thing I worry about is they're – they're big guys in, in the rebounding situation. Um, they do average about 13 turnovers a game, so that's another number to, to, to look at. Um, and they do also have – I mean, Filipowski is a seven-footer. He can step out and hit threes. Yeah. Uh, Derek Whitehead off the bench and Ryan Young off the bench can <clears throat> hit threes. I mean, they have a lot of guys that are capable. So can Jesse, Nadal says, in the green room. So there. Mm. Well – Jesse hasn't taken as many threes as they don't take a ton though. I noticed the numbers aren't high. They don't, they don't take a ton like some other teams. And I, well, I mean, how many, I mean, how, how many, many games have they played? How many is a ton? No. How many games have they played? Um, they have played 26, 26. 26. So they're shooting 23s a game. Yeah. Okay. It's not like the 30 plus that, NC State put up, but right. yeah, I mean they 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 have it's just not consistent. They have it's Duke, <laughs> okay. They have the number one recruiting class. Um, they have weapons everywhere. It's just um, getting them to play together, and I think that's something that John Shire is still trying to figure out, which makes this a winnable game. But I mean, they're still thirty third in the net, forty one in com in Ken Palm for a reason. So. Yeah, well, but but like I said, you look at you look at their schedule and they struggle on the road. They struggle on the road, and they have and, a and freshman and, team, highly relied on freshman team coming in and playing the two three zone. I was just gonna say for the first was, time that was my right? gonna be my next point. The zone. I mean, you know, you talk a lot about people who see the zone and can deal with it, and then there's people who've never seen it in. Some of them can take it, some of them can't. Some of them can adjust, and some of them can't. You know, Kyle Filipowski, too, coming off a game just not that damn long ago where he didn't score any points. Virginia. That, that was the, yeah, that was the UVA game. So, um, you know, anything can happen. And through the next five games, I, I it's not a situation where I don't think Syracuse – I mean, I think Syracuse can take any of those games. I just don't know if they can take all five. But, you know, with that said – I wouldn't count Syracuse out of anything because I think they're a, I think they're a bit of a conundrum for some teams. A lot know? of teams. I, I, yeah. And, and I think that with the way they, they play and the pace and the scrappiness and the, just, just the pure grit of the team, just in general, it's, I think it catches guys off guard when you look at, well, Syracuse is, you know, they're, they're, you know, 
they're uh, they're not they're they're not going to be anything as long as and I'm not saying players, but you know they're not going to be anything as long as coaches Coach Beheim's there. Well, well, come on, you know. But well, I'm just. But saying. how many ACC games are right? We've been right there. We talked about four games, right? We talked about Virginia, North Carolina, Miami, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, yeah. If this if all those games go our way, then what is our what is our ACC record right now? Good. It's good. Would yeah. Be, would it... yeah, it's called fourteen and two. Good. Yeah. It's called well, leading the but, damn conference. Good. Okay, I understand that. I know and the that's great. That's that's great. That's, that's how close. It's great. It's not. Like I understand it's close, but it's not. It's not there. That's not what the record is. No crap. <laughs> I understand that, but I was. I'm talking about the talent of the team. I know. I mean, you were out. Well, you're helping my point. Because that's what I said. It's a, it is. It's a talented team, and you and and it's given people. Why can't fits. we have the same point? We can, but why does it sound like you're arguing with me then? I'm not. Why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? It's the tone you're taking. And I don't like it. I'm angry. I'm angry because it's the what coulda, woulda, shoulda. That this team is going to be a tournament team talent-wise by the end of the year. We already are. But because of our resume and the things that we couldn't finish, we're still in the conundrum that we're in. Nadal wants to know how many games would we have won if the refs didn't suck, Joe? You wanna uh, you wanna hypothesize that? You wanna no. throw that into a fantasy scenario as well? No, oh, God, no. Huh? Probably no, but probably three. Three? You think that's it? I was thinking upwards around six to ten, or maybe twelve. Sounds good. So anyway. Uh, this year, anyway. So, okay. Well, fair enough. I mean, is he talking about? It is. is do you know if how many other games? Like, I'm looking at. I'm reading joke, that as Joe. how many losses. What? It's how many wa- losses do we have because of refs? Yeah. Like, how many would be wins if they weren't for refs? And I'd say. I, I mean, mean, a serious number is probably under five, but something like that. I would say there's probably three. There's okay. probably three there. All right. Well, I was being, I was, I was being, you know, dramatic for effect. It's all, Joe. Of course. That's what you're supposed to do. It says who? That's like Radio 101, right? Even though it's not radio, it's Podcast 101. <laughs> okay. Dramatic for effect. Sorry, I didn't read the book. You got to draw the people in. You know. You don't have to argue. You you can't have two guys argue. And fight the that are trying point. to make the same point. <laughs> that doesn't, yeah, I wasn't so, arguing. Uh, I was agreeing. It was it was the tone you took, Joe. So, all right, let's get to this. Let's get to this. Let me get my trusty pen out here. And I mean, going into the game, this is probably like the most confident I've been going against a Duke team in quite some time. Going into a game, uh, I, as far last as having year's, the ability to be able to win the game. Last year's games were were uh, pretty much uh, dead and, d- dead on arrival, right? <laughs> yeah. So I think it's fair to say that this is probably the most confident that many of us have been. And, you know, you can say what you want about Duke this year. They're still talented, but they have struggled at times, and a lot of that has to do with the experience of these players and the, their, the, the how much they've played together. However, it would have been a whole lot better to catch them earlier and if they, you know, weren't going through kind of a tough stretch where they know they need to step up their game. And, you know, I always worry about teams that come in or we go there or whatever, and we have to play teams that are maybe on the struggle bus and they use Syracuse as their catapult. And so there's that. 
too. So that, yeah. that worries me a little bit. But um, I am going to go ahead and make my prediction, because unless you got something else to add. No? Okay. Um, they're averaging what? About 75 points a game, something like that? No, they're averaging... What are they averaging? I'm just curious here. Let me just check this real quick. This is normally up. My, everything over here is a mess right now. 71 points a game. I think we're averaging about 75. 74.6. That's really good. Do you ever think about that? We average we average never pretty high in, in the AC, as far as the ACC goes. We average pretty high. Because I look at that every time we play a team. 74.6 is it's up there. Um. Anyway, with that said, Look, I want this one badly. Lost seven games in a row. It's getting pathetic. Um, much much rather get a W with Coach K there, but I'll take John Shire any day. Do you know if my brother's going? <laughs> no, I don't think he is. I don't think he is either. My brother's uh, longtime girlfriend saw Jesse and Tops, got her picture with him right before he went off against... NC State. A three. <laughs> That's all right. That's the first thing I thought of was she must have been good luck. Um, but anyways, my brother's a Duke fan growing up living in Syracuse, and he's with a diehard Syracuse fan, and it makes for From what uh, I understand he's not as quite the dynamic since Coach K retired. Yeah, I mean he can say that. He can say that. But but if they were twenty four, it's and, Syracuse, and he hates. If they were twenty four and two, then well, there's that too. I was just curious. It has nothing to do with my pick. Back to my pick, though, as I totally take a turn off course there. Um, I think um, in my gut, I feel like, see, I feel like Syracuse can win this game, but I don't have the warm fuzzies about it just because of some of the dichotomy of, of just it's Duke and the one thing or a couple of things that we have going for us is is the um, the fact that you mentioned none of these guys have seen this on Roach. That's it, right? So pretty much everybody else has never seen this, never experienced it. Nadal says 78-73 Qs. I like that score. I do. Syracuse needs this game. If we want to stay relevant and we've got to talk we want to talk about tournament time and tournament this and tournament that, they've I think they have to have this game. I didn't have them win in this game at the beginning of the year, but solely judging off of solely judging off of um, their recruiting class, just you know, it's it's tough to imagine being in the position we're in. That being that, you know, we could actually pull this off. So, with that said, David in the green room, he's got eighty-two sixty-nine orange. We want to make it embarrassing. I like that a lot. I love it. In fact. Oh yeah. I love it, in fact. But, mm, man, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this is a little bit lower scoring than than both of you. And I'm going to say 71 to 67 win for Syracuse. I'm not going to be totally wrong. It's happened once, maybe. So, 71-67, Syracuse. They got to have yeah. it. I need them to win this game. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, there are some things that I worry about when I see this height. Uh, I mean, Mitchell does shoot a bunch of threes for a six eight forward. Uh, Filipowski shoots threes, and you know, just because. And this is kind of playing devil's advocate, right? Like, yeah, they're freshmen. They haven't seen the two-three zone. It might take a little while, right? But when I see Derek Lively and Filipowski, that scares me because he can shoot threes. He can shoot around the basket. I'm sure he could probably hit mid-range jumpers. Um, wish he would have came to Syracuse instead of Duke, but here we are. And I have to imagine he's going to be the guy in the middle of the zone making those decisions. Um and he's going to be able to shoot that shot at the free throw line. And if we give that baseline away to Lively, who's 7-1, very athletic, then I can see a heyday of, you know, um, alley-oops like we've seen before. Um, then we have to make that change and that they, switch. They've and then, done you know, a good job adjusting to that. The little and they have. And they have. And they probably will have to. Um, but then what that's going to do is that's going to open up the three-point shot for the guys outside. Um they're going to get some open shots. It's basically whether or not they're going to hit them or not. And, you know, I just I feel like this just doesn't seem like a composed team for to me on the road. Um, Shire, a new coach, still trying to figure it out. Um, Got to factor in the crowd a little bit, I think. Yeah, that's night. definitely the crowd thing, right? Because aren't, I mean, they're trying to do an orange out. Yeah, they should, too. On top of that, I think they're doing a halftime thing with, like, the 2003 National Championship team because it's the 20-year anniversary anniversary of uh, – our national championship. So mm-hmm. I think Mello and the whole team and everyone's going to be there. Mello's son, who's a recruit for that Syracuse is recruiting is going to be there most likely. Um, and who knows who, you know, our boy Weitzman is going to fucking bring in. So, uh, you never, you know had to, you had to wait till the very end of the show to drop the F bomb. Didn't you? The very end. You got this far. He's bringing DeMar Hamlin, by the way, is he not? I thought that's who he was bringing against the last. Oh, that's the last home game of the season, I believe. You're right. I think that was the last home game. There was the nobody season. there last night. Or the other night. Right, last night? Yeah, so. By the way, real quick. No, go ahead. I'm not going to break your stride. Keep making your points. No, I mean, it's just, it's just again, it's just the unknown. The unknown. Uh, I don't see us getting blown out. I think we got to continue to do what we do. You know, Jesse's got to stay out of foul trouble. He's got to gotta attack down there. I think that. You know, that's the um, the way we got to kind of look at it. We have Gerard, we have Judah, we have Jesse. All those guys are good one-on-one guys. They can they can create fouls, get to the free throw line, and, um, you know, that all needs to happen. You know, Chris Bell, I think he needs to keep his intensity up with the rebounding and defense and stuff like that. But, you know, I think he's got to hit a little, you know, at a, at a better rate. Um, and Malik's got to still do what he's, he's doing. And, you know, hopefully – you know, we get a win, but I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. You got all these new guys. So who knows if they figure it out and they actually start making things happen. You know, um, John Shire, he knows 2-3 zone. Uh, Beheim taught it to Shrzevsky. They use it. So it's going to be an interesting game like Syracuse and Duke always is. But like I said, even going into some of the years in the past where we've won, I'm more confident in this game than I was in those games that we actually won. So, um, with that, with that said, um, yeah, holy I'm crap, gonna, spit it out already. Sorry, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go. We get our, we get them in foul trouble. They struggle with the two three zone, and I'm gonna go seventy five sixty five. Oh, okay. Wow, I like your score. I like your score. 
I asked Michael in the green room for a score, and he refuses to give it. So I guess he's well, that's because he likes Duke. Duke. Then you yeah, it's because he's a secret Duke lover. That's right. He works there, went to school there. Tss. Calls himself a Syracuse fan. It's pathetic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's screw you guys. Give the damn score, Michael. Just give us a score. <laughs> Just give me the damn number. Um, there was a couple things. Oh, Adam Weitzman. I watched a uh, interview with him with some guy in New York City that does interviews. <laughs> I don't remember, man. But uh, a little 75, 73 Syracuse. Okay. A little bit of uh, uh, background on him and the trouble that he was in with his business before and stuff like that. It's really interesting. I wish I could give you the exact place. Well, well, if you go to his Facebook page, you can find it. I'll put it that way. But it's about 10 or 12 minutes. It's really good. He's a really soft-spoken kind of mellow dude, which I guess he didn't used to be. And um, someone who's been through the prison system and come out and made things better for himself and, and learned a lot through it and things like that. And obviously, we all know what he does for the community and things like that. So I just want to uh, give him his his props for that. We know what he does with the basketball team, bringing people there and all that stuff. But, uh, just a kind of a down to earth, like team soon. Yeah. Yeah. True. Uh, just a kind of down to earth, like, you know, I think genuinely good person, you know? I mean, yeah. um, Hey, look, good people make mistakes. Good. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So did you hear the uh, football news? First off, you no, Joe, but I bet you're going to tell me, huh? I am. I'm absolutely going to tell you. First off, it's been pretty much reported that Tony White's, he's making seven figures. Oh, Nebraska. okay. Yeah. That helps. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a straight million, but still. I mean, whatever. <laughs> so if anybody was wondering why, I mean, obviously, I think there's some relationship things there, but, you know, he definitely got a raise in moving. Um uh, Matthew Bergeron was definitely turning heads in the senior bowl. I knew, I knew that. Yep. And um, since then, Matthew Bergeron and uh, Sean Tucker have been invited to the um, NFL Combine. Okay. Along with Garrett Williams. So. Cool. The only one that didn't was Mikel Jones. So, and I also want to give That's a shout crazy. out to lacrosse teams. Yeah, the women's is ranked fourth, right? Yep, just beat Northwestern, which has been a thorn in their side for a little while. So, you know, big ups to the coach, Kayla Trainer, um, you know, former Syracuse uh, lacrosse, women's lacrosse player. Star. Pretty sure All-American. Star, she's, yeah, she's a beast. superstar. She's a beast. Yeah, just yeah. won a championship she, with um, Boston College, right? Boston College. And then, yeah, so she transferred. It's her second year, so, you know, we'll see. Wasn't it against Syracuse? Wasn't yeah. It? Yeah, that's right. It was, yeah. yeah. And um, Gary Gate. You know, men's teams starting off three and zero. They had a rough, you know, Vermont first game seven seven to five. I think Spelina had, you know, the Golden Boy number one recruit. He had one goal in the first game, and there was some chatter and some things, and they struggled with Vermont seven to five. And well, Vermont's uh, a good they, team. They've won their conference two years in a row. They're actually yeah, a pretty well, good team. You know how that goes, though. People I, see I, Vermont, I know, and they're I like, know. I know, but they're good in but, lacrosse. But they turned around. He turned around the next two games, and Spelina's got five goals the last two games. Yeah. Sorry. Five goals in each, each of the game. last two games. Right. So, in each game. Yeah. Ten, so, 11 goals got, for the season. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, we're, we're, we're ranked now, I believe, the men's team. So, 
some good things to look forward to. Yeah, some good things coming in the spring. And um, lacrosse is always fun to watch. My son plays lacrosse, so I've grown to really love. I watched. I actually watched Syracuse cross a little bit here and there. I wasn't like a diehard, but I last year I didn't miss a game. I haven't missed a game this year. I missed parts of it, but it's just a fun sport to watch. And you know, it's yeah. the action, and once you kind of know what the hell's going on. And uh, my son obviously <laughs> loves watching it and stuff too. Yeah, it's kind of one of those sports. It's like, well, what's going on? I don't understand the rules type thing. But uh, and then when you figure it out, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a lot with football and, too. And I, Football's real tough. And then when people actually figure it out, they're like, okay. Yeah. See, I just was brought up on football, so it was all. Well, was, we were. Yeah. Right. Um. Anyway, that's it. I think that's going to do it for us. I really did have other things to talk about. There was a we never talk movies and stuff, and I think um, we should one of these days. Because I will say, I accidentally subscribed to Apple TV and I watched Mosquito Coast. Do you, are you have Apple TV? <sighs> you, you don't if need I like do, Apple TV. Know. It's a, it's like yeah, it's just an app. You can whatever. It's cheap. It's cheaper than Netflix. It's cheaper than Prime. Um, I think it's six bucks a month. Anyway, Mosquito Coast. If you're looking for a series to binge. It's the closest thing to Ozark since Ozark, and it's really good. Like it's only two seasons. That that I think it seems like it ended. It's only I think it's only two seasons. It's based off a novel. It's freaking good, really good. Anyway, I, that's it. That's all I got. No, Sorry. Right, well, I mean, all I watch and all I have time for is pretty much uh, Yellowstone and. See, I got to get in. I got to get into Yellowstone. I haven't watched two seconds of it but i hear yeah, yellowstone's on a break it's 1923 right now through paramount plus but gotcha i'll have to get yep. in on some of that stuff but anyway um that is the end of that that's why we save that stuff to the end because i i know no one's listening so it doesn't matter except for david and michael we appreciate you guys in the doll he was in there we appreciate all you guys for tuning in uh get in the green room damn it get in there join the fun for joe i'm sean we're out Peace. You like what a lot, David? You like Yellowstone? You guys got to check out Mosquito Coast. If you like Ozark. <laughs> what do you mean, you people, Michael? Screw you, Michael. <laughs> Don't give me that shit. You come in here and you're just creeping around. You're all quiet. We can see you in there. You're not invisible. I asked you for the score. You didn't give me the score. I called you out. Damn it. <laughs> I know. I mean, I don't know. What do you mean, Michael? I'm not in this with you. Sometimes. See, David just likes the banner. Oh, David, one of these days, David, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't, um, oh, hold on a second. If you don't, you can get it. Request to you speak. I'm, I'm I'm trying to do something. If you don't request to speak eventually, David, I'm going to be disappointed. The show's going to be off the air, and you're going to regret not requesting to speak. He, he's trying to put his daughter to bed, but yet he's not because he's in the green room. <laughs> I enjoy the dedication, though. I really do. <laughs> uh, I did quote Dumb and Dumb earlier. Which one? Just give me the damn number. Oh, yeah, okay. 
Um. All right. Well, you know what? It's not working. It's not working. He says. That's good. Our voice doesn't put babies to sleep. That's good. I always had to do the handoff when it was bedtime. Sorry, babe. Just I'm just bad at it. Here you go. <laughs> 